We are live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Carcoulange for the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us as we go through what's going on in sports today. We are going to lead off with the NBA because it is Mike. Fantastic. So it's time for us to get to the Larry O'Brien trophy. Um, I got, you know me, I'm always prepared, baby. You already know what it is. So I will address my Boston Celtics throughout this show because I have a lot to get off my chest. I know people have been wondering what are my thoughts about their early, their exit in the playoffs. But today I want to start off with Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was fired um, from, from the Clippers after being there for about seven years. Mike, what are your thoughts on the firing of Doc Rivers? Was it deserved or is this a racial thing? What are your thoughts? Nah, it was deserved, man. Doc Rivers, I, I think we talked about this years ago. I think Doc Rivers... Um, by and large, is probably an overrated coach. Like, I think a lot, Doc Rivers bought him a lot of cachet for one championship. And, but that championship is kind of uh, emblematic of Doc Rivers' career, the career underachiever. Everybody knows he's the only coach that blew uh, 3 1 leads. Now, and we say he blew, of course, three times, three times, three times. So, and, and we know he wasn't the one playing, but a lot of times when you blow leads like that, and we got a coach here that can tell you, a lot of that is adjustments. You were supposed to make certain adjustments. Mike Malone made adjustments. He never made any. And Doc Rivers is one of those things where he sounds good. He speaks eloquently about racial issues, and he sounds like a good leader of men. But that doesn't mean he needs to lead your basketball team. And too often, in seven years, yo, listen, man, I'm going to just keep it real. When Vinny Del Negro got fired, I was like, well, when they made it to, the, I think they made it to the second round. I was like, and then Doc Rivers made it to the second round. And I was like, wait, so what was the difference between him and Vinny? So, and you know me, I'm a big proponent of making sure black coaches get more opportunities, but we got other dudes that need a chance. Sam Cassell still hasn't had a chance. Ty Lue won a championship recently. Doc Rivers championship was 12 years ago. And Doc got to sit out for a while. Just sit out. Wait, let some other cats come in, reevaluate your your coaching pedigree, and then we bring you back. But right now, nah, Steve Ballmer realized it's time to go, man. Let's bring done. let's bring in our own resident coach, aka Wom. Coach, was that firing of Wom of of Doc Rivers fair or foul? Uh, I think it was fair. Um, I gotta echo the sentiments of Mike. I think Doc Rivers is a good coach. Uh, who when you hit a certain wall you got to realize, okay, we got these players locked in. Something is not resonating. I know it was only one season, but we don't know the internal conversations that have been made between the players and the management and the ownership of that team. And maybe just his voice wasn't the right voice to lead this team to the next level of championship play. I mean, do I think I would have liked to see a little bit more of a, 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 maybe another season with this same group, of course. You know, I would have liked to see it, but I still can't knock management for saying, you know what? This was a different year, a weird kind of year. We're going we're gonna to start fresh. We don't even know if this whole team is going to be together even next year in the way that we saw it this year. We know Kawhi, they're going to build around Kawhi, but we just saw Kawhi win with pieces up in Toronto. So, you know, they could win with other pieces. It doesn't have to be locked into this group. So, um, but I would like to see other coaches get a shot. There's a plethora of coaches who have done 
their due diligence in being assistant coaches for uh, numerous seasons, some double-digit seasons as assistants, and some coaches who have won championships that are deserving of an opportunity to coach a talented group like they have now. And, and it's like I said, look, Philadelphia, they fired their coach, right? Didn't reach the promised land. Let's say Doc goes there. Maybe they need a Doc type of voice. You know, everybody has a certain, you know, they say it's a season for everything. You know, we got spring, winter, summer, fall. You know, the season of Doc is over in Clipper Nation, and now it's time to get a new voice and see where they go from there. Okay, so now moving along to the uh, main event that we have that begins tonight, game one in the bubble. We have the NBA Finals, and we have to have the uh, president of the Brooklyn, of the Laker Nation Brooklyn division. You know, he had to be. Here, he, here, he, He's still the president. He's still the president. (laughs) So we have game one, and uh, before I, I was prepping for the show, Ray Jarvis sent out a screenshot and he and shout out to Ray Jarvis of the gray area. He's a contributor here on the sports hit list. And he said, if the Miami Heat win, it is not an upset. Now, you guys know I don't like using the word if those are his words. I think not he, mine. No, no, no. I saw that screenshot. I think he meant if the Miami Heat win, I'm not upset. Listen, shouts out to Ray. Like, like listen, I, I call him his fate. Ray, he, he knows, he, us, he usually knows what he's talking about. He's spot on with takes. You know, he, he knows, he knows the business, but I'm disagreeing with him on this one. If the Lakers do not win, yes, it is an upset. Huge. 100% it's an upset. Huge, man. You know, we got Miami is a great team, and they're rising, a good team, excuse me, that's rising to great levels during this offseason in a peculiar situation that we call the NBA bubble. Hello. We understand that. But let's not get it twisted. This season, the Lakers went in with championship or bust ideas, and where Mm. are they? At the championship. Miami was not in no championship mode to talk and be good at a season. So nice take, a team, class, baby. take a team that finished fifth. I think Miami finished fifth. Fifth seed. That's the fifth, the fifth seed. In the Eastern fifth seed. And you take a That's team. That's for my call. You, y'all lost to a fifth seed. Oh, yeah. I will, I will address that. Don't worry. I'm going to talk about that. Don't worry. Okay. You a team that finished fifth place in the Eastern Conference, who just played a, a tough series where it was a lot of single-digit wins and in, 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 in one-possession games to, to squeak that series out. And you got a conglomerate team that has – Three, I think, who said it? Frank Vogel talked about the championship caliber they have on that team already. Danny Green, Ray John Rondo, LeBron James. These guys have won, you know, even assistant coaches. They have won multiple championships. You get what I'm saying? So, yes, this is an upset if the Lakers do not leave that Orlando with the crown. Okay, so so, so so Laker uh, president over there. Um, yes, sir. What are your thoughts on this series? I, I, I can hear you in my head. Lakers in three, Lakers in two. What are you thinking here, sir? Series is over already. Like, what do you mean? Lakers in zero zing zing. Like, it's over. It's been over since the last series. You see what it is. AD and LeBron put them up there with Kobe, Shaq, Magic, Kareem. It's going there. And this is just the oh, preliminary. Yeah, before you even finish, This though, is you, just you, title number. This is just title number realize, one. Listen, this is just a preliminary. Listen, listen do nah, you realize? Central Park 5, uh, Shirts and put the, the come on. What? Listen, listen. Huh? Listen, listen. When they see us, you took the when they see us shirts and you made yes. Lakers. Oh, yes. 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 Listen, but let me tell you something though. You, you do realize the historical context of your shirt, right? Magic and Kareem yeah. played together for over uh, about a decade or so. 
Kobe and yes. Shaq played together for about six to seven years. Yes. This is LeBron and AD's first year. So, and you're at really least three rings. In that category. You, you're really going to put them three in three rings. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. LeBron and AD was going to be teammates. Man, we you heard stop. it here first that we would be in the finals this year and be champions. Now you heard it here first that we are three-peating. Three-peating. Okay, at the least. Mike, Mike, overall thoughts at on the this. At Mike, 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 overall thoughts on this series. Um, shout out to the Yo, Miami Heat for winning uh, the Eastern Conference Finals in six games. Uh, to all the doubters about Jimmy Butler, I was one of them. I'll, I'll be the first to admit I, I didn't believe in Jimmy Butler. He led them to here. Mike, what are your thoughts? You asked the Jimmy Butler question because you know how I feel about Jimmy Butler. I, that's why. <laughs> but um, listen, congratulations. But Matt Cutter, let's be fair now. Let's talk about the Miami Heat as they were a fifth seed. Let's talk about who they faced in the first round. The fourth seed, half my team was hurt. My one all-star this year did not play. They beat us. Then they beat broken Giannis. Giannis has been beat by three different teams the past three years. Your Celtics beat them with the with that created the blueprint. Toronto beat them using the same blueprint. Miami beat them with that same blueprint. They also know. I told people last year, I'm not giving nobody extra credit for beating Giannis. Now, now, the series, when they beat y'all, they get a little bit of credit. But let's be clear. Jimmy Butler is playing good. He's not playing great. He's not a great... We keep People are doing too much right now. People saying Jimmy Butler's a great leader. Ha, ha, we told y'all. No, Jimmy Butler went to a great organization that was able to harness all of that, and then they're winning. Jimmy Butler, in two of the three series, didn't even lead the team in scoring. Anybody else that would have the numbers Jimmy Butler has, 19 points a game, in the, uh, 20 points a game in the playoffs, would get cooked. Anybody else. So let's be clear. Miami is winning as a team. They're a cute story. They remind you a little bit of that 04 Pistons. But let's When you brought up 04 Pistons, was that an upset when the 04 Pistons beat the Lakers? It was. Of course. Absolutely. That was a breakdown. But then you know what, guys? Let's talk about Miami is, they're a good, cute, like Max said, they're in the bubble, by the way. So a lot, and people talked about it. A lot of, they got a lot of rookies and second year players. It's a little different when you got to go to Boston Garden versus playing in the same gym for a month and a half. A lot of these, Tyler Hero's three years removed from AAU. He was just playing in something like this. Yeah. So a lot of people are more comfortable in this type of we just play ball bubble situation. So while it's a nice story, if the late I think that this the Lakers should watch them. I believe that. Okay. I believe so that let's talk should. right. So 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 for me personally, I read between the lines in this series. I did a little uh, promo about it. You saw Pat Riley, who's a Laker great. We he coached the Showtime Lakers. Now he's the president in Miami. LeBron won championships in Miami and Pat, and he left Miami to go back home to Cleveland. Pat was a little upset. There's a little bit of, you know, uh, I don't want to say beef, but there's a little bit something there between Pat Riley and of LeBron. Um, is this series really that personal or are we well, just as the media making it more than it is? Coach. Well, media, congrats again. You guys will find a story out of thin air. Um, exactly. Yes, this was a conversation maybe when LeBron had just left. But let's 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 talk about where each franchise has been since you know uh, him leaving Miami to go to Cleveland. He's won a championship in Cleveland, returned home, one of the biggest comeback in basketball history, in defeating the Golden State Warriors. Pat Riley has never done 
a, a tank season. He's always kept rebuilding and rechipping and rechipping and rechipping and building pieces. No one started this year or even midway through the year and said, we can see Miami and Pat Riley, his motivation, meet LeBron right. in the championship round. Now, all of a sudden, it's like Super Bowl week. We got four days of no stories, of yeah. no games, and the media said, yo, we're going to grab anything. I even saw today that somebody said, and much respect to Danny Green, but they said, let's not forget Danny Green is going on his third ring with a third different team <laughs> and put him in LeBron picture. Like, the media. Oh, my but listen, listen, to be fair to my guy, I have to tell you, there are only two other players in NBA history to win three championships with two different, with three Congrats. different teams. Robert Horry yeah. and John right. Sapp. No, LeBron and Danny Green will become want... the third and the fourth. I just Yo, have to throw that out there. I'm just, on, those are the facts. Let me just, I have to protect let me my guy, Danny Green. Let me I'm just sorry. Let note in that real quick, Carl. Just real Go ahead. quick. With that. Go ahead. Because I, I literally hate that stat, and I hate every time they said it about, Le said it about LeBron. I hate it when they were saying it <laughs> that is such a context kind of stat. Nobody else in other eras was going from team to team to team to team to team. So that so that, that stat only fits in the context of this era. Where that's not. But that's team but you, to team to but team you can't team say team. that because there are two players who have actually done. actually there were Rory and John Sally, was, They didn't play in this era, and they no, have. But what I'm saying is, but no, they said oh, how, how much John Sally? There was there was player movement, but it was mostly through training. It's a fact. How are you trying to? It's a fact. I'm not discrediting it. No, I'm not discrediting Carl. What I'm saying is, it's a context stat, and they're really talking about Kawhi and LeBron leading, not Danny Green being a part of a team. And okay. so in terms of superstars leading a team to championships on multiple teams, that's a context that because superstars of another era didn't go from team to team to team to team to team. So they would have never got that stat doesn't exist in other eras because nobody okay, was fair. doing that. Okay. Superstars, that's all I was saying. Coach, Coach, what were you going to say about that? that? No, I, I was going to say, I mean, we live in an era where that happens and, and I'm cool with yeah. it. Listen, we need something to talk about. Sure. Oh, hold on. I think I lost him. Hey, we're going to see, you know, LeBron is the first. If, if LeBron gets 30 points, they're going to say he's the first guy to get 30 points in the bubble during the finals. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the finals MVP and how is that important to LeBron's legacy? I know that's been leading the way in, in certain aspects about how he, Davis, like, like he has to win. Does LeBron have to win the finals MVP here? I don't think so. I think no. his legacy is already cemented. He's played 17 years. We know he's an excellent player. Does he have to win it? But to the, to the LeBron enthusiasts or the LeBronians, they will sit here and argue because he's in competition with MJ, he has to win it. Anthony, yeah. what are your thoughts about that? No, not at all. To me, he already gave gave that up when he gave the keys to AD before they even got on the court together. He told y'all, this is going to run through AD. Why? Because AD is going to bring him through his career just the same way Magic brought Kareem through and so on and so forth. Like, this is how it goes. He's smarter than that. We all know LeBron is smart and he's very calculated. So again, this is why AD has been leading the way all year through the regular season through the playoffs. I don't think anything is going to change, especially against these little guys in Miami. Uh, so through through the finals, and I, I see it being close. I see, Le especially if LeBron have a game like he had in uh, game five of the last series, uh, if he have a series like that where he just want to, you know, go dumb for the series or whatever, the, you know, I can't deny it. But for the most part, if we play our offense how we've been all season and just, you know, go through it like as, as we usually would, AD should be finals MVP and Braun is okay with that because again, his legacy is cemented and right now he's just collecting chips 
and he um, can still my, possibly get it. But uh, Mike, it what are your thoughts? Does does LeBron does he need the Finals MVP or or doesn't he already have a legacy? I, I think it's based on, and you both kind of touched on it, and the point, and you made it. it the, that only matters on who you ask, because if if it is the LeBronians that's chasing MJ then absolutely, maybe you got to get as many stats as you can. Particularly those LeBronians are typically the ones that point to, well, Stephen Curry has no finals MVP, but for the point that Ant just made, Stephen Curry understood, first of all, KD's a, a, in a lot of ways a better player, so it doesn't matter that KD gets the finals MVP, but they're both averaging 30. So exactly. I, speaking objectively, who cares about being – like, it's good to be considered the best player for two weeks, but in this case, like, a one week of the finals. But ultimately, if you do what your team needs you to do, as Ant said, if LeBron said from the beginning of the season, this is going to run through AD, then if it runs through AD, AD wins a championship, to me, that doesn't matter. But if you start talking that Jordan conversation, again, now we're splitting hairs. Now we got to nitpick. Now we got to start collect, counting and collecting stuff. So if, you, if we start doing that, then it's fair game to say, baby, this man got six. You only got three finals MVPs. That's fair game if you have that argument. But if you don't care about that argument, then you just leave it as the man got another ring. All right, coach. You care about that? You know, I don't care. Listen, situational. That argument. <laughs> uh, me personally, I, I really don't care because I, I, I don't think, I, I, I think, LeBron is LeBron, and and he is what he right. is in history, and 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 that's it for me. Like, you know, yeah. I get into the debates because it's fun, and it, it's yeah. great to you know pump your error. But like I said, like I, I, I mention people say this all the time: errors pump errors. So if you grew up in the '90s. To 2005, you're gonna pump your era. 2005 to 2020, you're gonna pump your era, and that's what makes it fun for us to do. But you know, LeBron, let's. Ask, what do you think LeBron wants? Like that's the question I, I tell he people. Wanted. He wants the M Finals MVP because he that's wanted. the type of person he is. He he made a statement. If he never would have made this statement, then maybe I don't care at all. He said, "I'm chasing the ghost." He said it. When you say that, you tell me that everything you do. He didn't even say I'm chasing LeBron. Cause remember, he always says those politically correct statements. I'm LeBron. Yeah. He didn't say I'm chasing LeBron. He said I'm chasing the ghost. Well, the ghost has six Finals MVP. You have three. This one will give you four, which will get you close closer to that ghost you're chasing. So I don't want to see no fans of his say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. He won the chip." No, it absolutely matters because this is what he wants, and I'm gonna listen to the man at his word. That's and that's fact. it. You know what that's I mean? But fact. I respect. I respect where he is in history. LeBron is a great player in history. Does it, will this diminish how great he is? No, but it won't elevate him to that next stature that people want to put him at in my eyes. All right, guys, the final thing I want to say is I wanted to talk about the Boston Celtics getting eliminated in the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the four years. And I said this to Mike, um, Danny Ainge has been on the clock and everyone wants to take blame. And I know the entire Kyrie situation, how Kyrie took blame last year. I personally didn't blame Kyrie last year. I blamed the entire organization. And I think it's time that Danny Ainge comes to the front of the congregation. And here's why. For the last, I've had an issue with Danny Ainge since he became GM of the Boston Celtics, for those who don't know. And it, it may be me being emotional and still holding on to the fact that he traded Antoine Walker back in 2003. And I'm still annoyed at that, at that trade. And I thought it was a stupid trade. And Kevin McHale saved his career. And a, a lot of people will sit here and say, well, how did Kevin McHale save his career? Kevin McHale was the GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
And he decided instead of trading Kevin Garnett to his, to the Lakers, he traded to his buddy, Danny Ainge, which gave the Celtics a championship in 2008. What has Danny Ainge done since now? Other, play, uh, other fans will sit here and say, well, you know what? Your team has been competitive. Your team is good at, 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 at stocking draft picks. Um, and a part of a rebuild, you're supposed to rebuild within four to five years. It's been seven years since Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce have been traded. That's a fact, right? So Danny Ainge sits there and he gets all these draft picks, draft picks, draft picks, draft picks, draft, draft picks. And I, look, and I said to myself, let me look at the history of teams that won championships and players that Danny has passed up on that were available that he didn't take. Kawhi Leonard was available in the trade. He didn't take him. They won a the championship. Uh, you look at uh, Kevin Love, and people may think about his play. I'm just talking facts. Was available in the trade. He ended up winning a championship. Serge Ibaka was available. Marcus Saul was available. All these bigs. DeMarcus Cousins was part of an NBA Finals team. Anthony Davis is now in the NBA Finals. Uh, all of these are players that Danny oh, H passed up on. Say it again? I said that's me, by the way. Okay. Anthony, um, Danny Ainge passed up on all these players and we sat by and he said, you know what, I'm going to build for the future, build for the future. Three out of the last four years, the Celtics have been in the NBA uh, Easter Conference Finals and still can't get to the finals. So at some point, we have to look at it like this. And Mike Miller says it best. We have a lot of ingredients, but he's not enough. Like it's, it's not getting done in the kitchen. So mm -hmm. who's in charge of putting those ingredients together? Is it not Danny Ainge? And that's my problem with the Celtics is the fact that um, we had the Kyrie Irving experiment. It didn't work. And now you've had the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum experience for a couple of years. And for some reason, it's still not working even with Brad Stevens. So at some point, we can't sit there and point fingers at the players or the coaches. We have to take accountability and point fingers at the general manager of the person putting the team together. Danny Ainge, to me, still hasn't been able to put a championship team together by himself. And he hasn't done that. Again, I'm going to say it one more time for those who can't listen. When you have a best friend, when you have people that you know in this industry and you have uh, a GM like Kevin McHale, who was your former teammate to help you out, of course, it's going to bail you out. It's going to work and end up working out in the Celtics' favor, but that's it. So as a Celtics fan, it's very frustrating that every year we're this close, we're this close, we're this close, and you see all these great players pass by, and they end up being contenders, being in the finals and winning championships, and we can't seem to get there. I don't understand that. That's all I have to say. Go ahead, man. Go on, No, man. man. I had to, it had to be said. It's, on, it's, it's so much frustration. Every on, year, man. bro, every single year, bro, for the last hey, seven man. years, man, they make hey, the playoffs. Been, hey, listen, man. We've been telling you to stop picking them to win a championship every listen, year. Man. We've been telling you listen, that. No, and no. And I'm not going to – listen, I'm not going to sit here and say people are going to say Brad Stevens this and this. Awesome. Listen, at the end of no, the day, we, like I said, again – Danny Ainge is responsible. He's allergic to sure. getting big man, bro. Aller allergic for the last but since Kevin Garnett, we haven't had a legit big man. I, I, under big man. It, I understand your point of drawing a line because if we say Brad Stevens is not living up to his potential, then we would have to point to well, who put Brad Stevens there? That'd be Danny Ainge. That'd if be we Danny say Ainge. the players are not living up to the potential, well, in addition to them being bad, who we have to point to? Danny Ainge because he drafted him. Now Correct. I will disagree just a little bit because. This team had the, especially in this bubble, this team had the potential to go to the championship. I think a lot of people going into the bubble picked y'all to get out of the East. So they underachieved. I won't necessarily blame Danny Age 100% for this year because I believe, I have told you this before, your wizard 
coach is good at he's a butler coach so he's good at coaching people that are not that are average players shouts out to marcus smart he can't coach superstars yeah no, that's it we all talk about those the those couple of layers of great coaching in the nba you got to be able to manage egos you have to be able to uh maximize the best players possible but the key thing in the nba coaching is manage the egos of the superstars and he, can, he couldn't do that right he couldn't do that he couldn't do that with Kyrie irving that was a problem last year with with terry rozier and, and 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 you know marcus morris and and some of the younger guys and right. running to that problem so again how many more years do i have to sit here and wait for it and people are going to say well i still have tatum and brown or young that's fine but again you're planning for you you keep building for the future meanwhile all these teams are passing by us and, and winning championships right. you see what i'm saying oh, and again here's another player that he couldn't get in free agency that came this close was kevin durant we couldn't even get kevin durant and we had a meeting with him we couldn't even we had to bring in tom brady to try to get kevin durant he still wouldn't come here <laughs> no no free agents go to boston we know that so again, you have to be held accountable. I don't believe in a seven-year build. I'm not going to take that. I'm sorry. Call me spoiled. Right, call me man. not. Tell seven years. No, seven. seven no, yeah, the ceiling's high. Seven. It's been seven years. It's going on eight, then nine, then ten. I'm not taking. I'm not accepting that. Kind of listen. As a ball, we we talk about the two pillars of the NBA: the Celtics and the Lakers. As a, we see how Ant always talk about his Lakers. So I'm not going to be mad at you for that because I it just made sense to me. You're supposed to keep the standard hell high. We all should as fans, but particularly the fans who know their team has this rich history. You're supposed to keep the, the standard up high. And so now the standard's high, man. Good no, it is. Absolutely. And plus, and plus, I'm sick and tired of people. Uh, and again, I keep hearing about the 08 championship. I love the 08 championship team. But I want another one, man. There's time. That was 12 years it's, ago, it's, man. It's, it's, it's time. I want another now. one. That's last thing before ago. I let you, Mike, last thing before I let you go, uh, people want to know about what you think about the rumors that Victor Oladipo wants out of Indiana. What are your thoughts? I on was that? just talking about, I was just talking to my friends about it the other day. I, I, there will be no tears from me. I'll be fine. He's <laughs> hurt, and he's going to cost money. And again, and I saw some rumors that Miles wants to leave too. Cool. He he hasn't developed this game at all. So listen, Damo is the only one on this team. Damo Sabonis is the only one that has developed his game. He went from a bench. He went from getting traded to being on the bench to becoming a, a all star. So I'll build with him, and then I'll do what. My Pacers have always done, starting with taking a chance on Reggie Miller when everybody wanted Steve Alford, then Jermaine O'Neal when Trailblazers got rid of him, then Ron Artest when the Bulls didn't want him, then Danny Granger coming out of New Mexico State, and then Paul George and Victor Oladipo. Make all of those people all-stars. Develop all of them. Everybody I just named, but came in. And Miles Turner too. Miles Turner. Us. I heard. I, I heard Miles Turner made one out too. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying. Him. He's another one. He hasn't developed his game. He's actually regressed. So I, I'm cool with getting rid of those people. I can trust my franchise. I just told you every era we have developed someone into an all-star. Every single era. So we'll do it again. And we did it with Paul George. Nobody knew who Paul George was coming out of Fresno State. We made him an all-star. Victor Oladipo got traded twice, came to us, becomes an all-star. Jermaine O'Neal got moved from Portland, came to us, all-star. Ronald Tess moved from the Bulls, came to us, was an MVP candidate. So we already know that we know how to do this. Vic. He was a fan favorite for me. I liked him a lot. But if he leaves and goes to the Lakers, that's fine with me. We'll draft and develop a player. Wait, like before I let you go, you said Ron Artest was an MVP candidate? What year? He was MVP, the year he won Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, okay. And he was an all-star that year, and he averaged 23. All he was right. an MVP candidate. I may have to go fact-check that and, and correct you on that I'll one. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs>
Mike, I'm going to talk to you soon. We're going to be doing live post game, so maybe I'll see you down the line, but we'll see. If not, we'll definitely see you next Wednesday. Thanks yes, for joining sir. us. You take care. Uh, you're watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, sorry for the long Celtic rant, but I just had to get that off my chest. It's been bothering me for, for, for months, for years. But let me bring in my hockey contributors. Mike, you going to stay for around for hockey? Yeah, <laughs> Mike, right. Mike, Mike, you gotta stick around for hockey and join us for hockey. Come on. Yeah, right. Oh my man, Mike. What up, brother? <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Come on, no, hockey. Come on, Mike. No. No, no. 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 Always <laughs> next year. It's always next year. Goodbye. <laughs> hold on, hold on one second. Let me see if these guys want to join us for some hockey talk because they because they're sticking around. I don't know. Uh this is our hockey segment. We're here to talk about some some briefly on hockey. We got the NHL draft, the Stanley Cup just finished up. Anthony, are you sticking around for hockey? We're on hockey right now. You're gonna join us for hockey? You want hockey? Yeah, we want hockey sure. right now. You gotta stick around. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Let's go. What's All good, right, guys? We the, so, we're um, the new hockey guys. What's going on? <laughs> so Mike, Mike, so so Mike Spurcino, I know I want to give you the floor first. Breaking news on one of your favorite players, uh, Lundqvist. My condolences to you. What are your thoughts of of the news? Well, a uh, little sad to be honest with you. I mean, he was literally our goalie for the past fifteen years. He was the pillar of this team. And to see him go, it's it's honestly it's just sad. Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts? Henrik Lundqvist is another New York athlete that you can put with the likes of Derek Jeter and Eli Manning as guys that went above and beyond to represent New York City. He in fact tweeted, I think the year the Rangers went to the Cup, I love pl I love playing on the road because it makes me realize how special New York City really is. And the man would go out and perform each and every night. I remember one game, he took a 110-mile-per-hour slap shot to his bare neck, couldn't breathe, finished the game, played three extra games, and then went on the IR. And it was nobody like Henrik Lundqvist. He's one of my favorite athletes, and I wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. Chuck, as an Islanders fan, what are your thoughts on Lundqvist? Carl, can you imagine having arguably one of the greatest goalies of the generation and not winning a Stanley Cup? Can you just think about that for a second? But no, nah, no. Nah, on a serious note, um, Henrik, uh, all, much respect to him. He was a stud in net for 15 years, just like Mike said. And he basically uh, emphasized what the Rangers are and what the Rangers stand for. So kudos to him. It sucks they couldn't win one for him, but you know what? All good things come to an end. I do think um, it was bad for the franchise to buy him out like that. I think it was a bad way to kind of send him off. I think... I think they should have let him finish his contract out with the Rangers and instead treated uh, Georgiev. So that's just my uh, feelings, but, but kudos to Hank. All right, gentlemen, so let's break it down. The Stanley, uh, the bubble of the NHL is finally over. Overall thoughts on how that experiment worked out. Mike. I, I, I'm still amazed, to be honest with you, that there was not a single positive test for COVID. Like, to me, that's just mind-blowing. So I think that everything they did, they took all the right precautions. Everyone was did what they were supposed to do. And I mean, not one, man. It's incredible. Yeah. And I'm sure Andrew and Chuck, you guys feel the same way too, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So Chuck, I know you wanted to talk about the uh, NHL draft coming up next week. What are your thoughts about uh, heading into that? Well, my Islanders don't pick until the third round. They got like picked 90 or something. So it hurts a little bit. And it hurts even more when you consider that the Rangers have the number one pick. But I think we're going to see a lot of action at this trade at, trade deadline, at this draft, because it's going to be a flat cap next year, probably. So teams are going to be stuck, you know, with 
bad contracts and have to look to move them for picks. And we already saw with the Rangers moving Stoll to the, to the wings for a second. So I think we're going to see an increased amount of trades uh, coming up within the next week. I think the draft's on the 7th, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to see a lot of action going on. Team, teams are already looking to move guys. Uh, Patrick Liney is the big fish on the market right now. And then uh, you got free agency like two days right after that. So it's, the hockey world is about to see a lot of moves. All right. Andrew, what are your thoughts real quick about the, uh, the draft coming up? Well, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, of course, like I'm excited. The Rangers have the number one pick. Uh, got my eye on Ottawa. While they don't pick first, they have two of the top five picks. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. And like Charlie said, this is going to be an interesting free agency period. Uh, and also, what's what's interesting about the free agency period? Is there is, is there a top guy that everyone's uh, eyeing after? Well, Patrick Lainey. Patrick Lainey is the Winnipeg Jets, right? I'm yeah. Not too, yeah. So Patrick Lainey on the Winnipeg Jets. He's definitely like one of their top goal scorers. He he's uh he. I'm trying to think. Did he come in the league? He came in with Connor McDavid, right? No, it was no, Matthews. No. Matthews. Matthews. That's it. He came in with Austin Matthews, and he kind of helped establish Winnipeg a little bit. Brought them. Help them become more of a playoff team. Uh, if Winnipeg don't pick him up and re-sign him, wherever he goes, he'll definitely make an impact. Uh, Chuck, um, uh, Ziggy thought you were a, a Rangers fan. He didn't know you were the Islanders. I had to throw that out there. Not watch Zooms. Ziggy, I, I had Carl on the Islanders bandwagon for the whole playoffs. <laughs> for sure, absolutely. T- talk to him, Chuck. Tell us, say it, say it loud. I don't get it. Listen, 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 listen. The Islanders are a top six scoring winger away from being a legit Stanley Cup contender. You can't tell me differently. They're great on the back end. They're solidified in net. Just one top six scoring winger, a.k.a. Patrick Line away from being a legit Stanley Cup contender. Islanders are Islanders are a team to look out for. And the, the way they, uh, they forced the game six against Tampa Bay, uh, Islanders' future looks pretty bright. All right, Mike, any thoughts going into the draft and, and free agency for your, for your Rangers right now? Well, I got to say, Carl. Uh-oh, he took the glasses off. What is he doing? You see it? Uh-oh. <laughs> there's, there's always he antics got on the those. number one pick, baby. <laughs> Lexi Lafreniere, we are six days away from calling his name first overall in the NHL draft. It's a great time to be a fan. Going from a sad note of Henrik Lundqvist to a beautiful – wonderful note of drafting Alexi Lafreniere with the first overall pick. So let me put Rangers you on, are on the rise, man. So then your Rangers are on the rise. So let me put you on the spot here on the sports hit list. Cause I love to call people to the congregation. How many <laughs> years, how, how many years are you giving the, uh, the Rangers to be contenders now, now that you have this pick, is it a four year gap, five year? How long is it going to take? Legitimate thinking realistically, it's going to be at least three to the point where we're legitimate possible favorites but it's going to be at least three years because they still have to address the left side of their defense they still have to address their center depth in general the bottom six forward group needs to have a boost added to it so i i honestly think that's all going to take at least three years well three years good teams can always like like go far like they can always sneak past the great teams like with that's like the beauty of hockey so you're saying that the Rangers are going to sneak? Is that what you're saying? They're going to sneak by? They're going to? I think I think if they can build a chemistry, they'll they'll be good. Not great, but good. And you know, once once you get into the postseason, like if that's it, like that that's all the motivation in the world you need is like if you if you if you click at the right time, you can go far. 
That's Listen, what hockey's the range. The Rangers are not going to take the next step, and I think Mike will agree with me on this, until they fire their, their, their head coach. I don't think he's going to be the guy to, to make them take that next leap to, to championship contention. I just want to add to what Chuck said. I don't – I'm not 100% in agreement with firing Quinn, at least not yeah. yet, especially with the well, hiring. No, no, not yet, but, coach. Like, but down the road. Oh, yeah, no, I just – with the new defensive coach – it might change something, but the fact of the matter is we need half. We, I mean, we need an NHL players full team. We can't have half an AHL team. Mm. That's my biggest thing. Mm. Guys, final thoughts here as we wrap up, cause we got to go on to baseball. Final thoughts you guys have about, about hockey moving forward, looking into next season. Um, watch out for the Islanders, baby. Uh, if you really look at their series against Tampa, Carl, Tampa only had a lead for eight minutes the whole series. The whole series combined, they only led for eight minutes out of the six games. That included two overtime games, a, another overtime game, I think a third overtime game. Eight minutes. The Islanders were that close to playing a, a, a pretty evenly matched Stars team, and they could have won the Cup. Islanders just need one piece. I, I hope hockey starts quickly because I already missed the team, but we're in for a, a fantastic next couple of weeks like i just said for agency taylor hall P uh, pietrangelo is on the market a lot of guys out there uh, we're gonna see a lot of moves i think all right mike and andrew final thoughts here andrew go first um <laughs> i'm being nice okay <laughs> uh, uh i'm just hoping this offseason is smooth it works out uh, we know we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Hoping the season starts off the way it did in 2013. We get January into June. Um, hoping fans will be back sooner than later. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mr. Shades, final thoughts. True <laughs> story. That's my actual nickname. <laughs> not, not even joking. But uh, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, like Charlie said, and Andrew to an extent. A lot of moving pieces. I'm specifically interested in what's going to happen with all the goaltenders. There's a very saturated goalie market. And with the flat cap moving forward, like Chuck said, there's going to be a ton of moves. So this offseason has the potential to be insane. All right, guys, thank you for the hockey update. I'm sure we'll see you guys on another live or another uh, tape video. Thank you for all your contributions to the Sports Hit List. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. you watching the Sports Hit List by the fans, for the fans, live on the Worldwide Sports the Radio Network. Let me bring in our baseball expert, Mr. Greg Polius, as I wait for the other contributors to come in. As we are now in the midst of the MLB playoffs, and here is Greg. Greg, how you doing, sir? Can you hear me? What's going on? How you doing, man? Baseball playoffs are here, man. You should be more excited. Put the smile on your face. What's up? Listen, man, my daughter kept me up till 4 a.m. and then woke up at 7.30, so I'm a bit <laughs> tired. <laughs> the life of a parent, man. God bless. The life of a parent. But so far, talk to us a little bit about the baseball. I know you watched our, our show earlier um, that we did with the predictions, and some of the contributors didn't like the new format, but you said you're in favor of, favor of it. Yeah, Why is that? Absolutely. Well, the contributors – Previously, Dexter, Declan, Chuck, and TK were coming at it from a more purist standpoint. But one thing I got to ask them is, if you're such a purist, why deny a whole day of baseball? Like, I've literally been watching baseball from 12 o'clock, and I'm going to be watching, on, on, like, into the wee hours of the night. Like, as a baseball fan, how do you disagree with that? 
to a more, um, you know, broader point, baseball has been losing young fans for the longest uh, and that young demographic. Why not come back and try to gain those fans back with a format like this? And it's, to figure out how it works in a 162-game season is difficult, but I say you could still, because Chuck's point was, you know, it, it takes away from division winners. Nah, top best two records in each league get a bye, and then you have three plays eight, four play, uh, four plays seven, five plays six, so on and so forth like that. In the same round robin, in the same wild card format you have now, and on top of that, team owners make more money because now you have playoff games. So right. win win for fans and owners. All right, now we have your your protege is what they're calling him. Declan is in the building. He's been filling in. He's been doing a great job. We also have Manny. Manny, can you do me a favor and turn your phone, brother? Because we're seeing you a little lopsided over there. Homie. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You look straight here. So, uh, Manny, what are your thoughts on the new baseball p- format? I can't hear you, bro. Manny, Manny I can't, can't hear-, hear you. Manny, we can't hear you, bro. No, we can't hear you. Declan, I know you disagreed with the new format. You said you you didn't like it and you hope it didn't continue next season, right? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm fine for the, I'm fine with it for this year because given the crazy circumstances. But uh, next year, I think it's fine to keep it the way it was in years prior. All right. Um, but Greg is oh, it is exciting. Say it again? It is exciting. I will say that. It is exciting. You said it wouldn't be exciting on the previous show. And I wanted to, to come on and tell you that it wouldn't be exciting because you never know what's going to happen in a wild card line. I'm watching the Reds in, in uh, uh, Atlanta right now in the 13th inning, 0-0. The Still Astros, going. The Astros yeah. are dog, and now they're about to close out the Twins, who seem to be allergic to winning in the playoffs. Right, The Marlins, who are a great feel-good story, haven't been in the postseason in how many years, are up big on the Cubs. Yeah. Right well, well, you know what? Speaking of that, let me just give everybody a score update for those who are not watching. The Astros just defeated the Twins 3-1, to one, so they advance. Um, we also have the Brewers on tonight at 10. Uh, the Cardinals <clears throat> versus the Cardinals versus the Projects at 5 o'clock. Uh, the Blue Jays against the Rays right now. Bottom of the second 3-0. Uh, the Rays lead that series 1-0. The White Sox lead the, their series 1-0 against the A's, but they're down 5-0 five, uh, five in the middle of the fifth inning. The Cubs and Marlins right now are at the top of the eighth. The Marlins lead five, five to one. That series is just underway. And as you said, the bottom of the 13th with the Reds, uh, we have one out or runners in scoring position at, at first and third. So yeah. you guys, so overall the play has been, you'd say pretty well. And I know Declan, you predicted that you wanted the Astros to lose, but now they're advancing to the next round. I know people are still salty about what they did, but uh, <laughs> any thoughts on that prediction? He's ready to come in. Oh, okay, I got him. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Declan? Uh, it's unfortunate for the game of baseball, but they didn't cheat this year and they won fair and square. I'm not, I'm not going to get all mad about it because it was a clean sweep regardless. Uh, in terms of, uh, well, it was a clean sweep on the field and in, and in myself, Tom and Charlie text from Monday. That was a quick forty, really a quick twenty-four yeah, quick, hours. Yeah, right. Uh, so, Manny, what are your thoughts here? The Astros advance, man. They sweep and they advance <laughs> to the next round. Are you still being salty, or are you going to let it go now? Absolutely. I was just talking to I was just talking to Greg in the chat right now, and I was just saying that that umpire Manny Gonzalez, unfortunately, he has my name. Manny Gonzalez looking like Angel Hernandez 2.0. It's ridiculous <laughs> calling a high ball. Then he ejects Eddie Rosario out the game. 
I was I would have been pissed off too. Obviously, you need to hold your emotions when it comes to the game, especially because you just affect you just caught to your team the game, pretty much. And let's not even talk about the error that was made by the shortstop yesterday. Anyways, congrats to the Astros. I'll see you soon because the Yankees will destroy them. <laughs> let's go. Manny, 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 is there something you want to get off your chest, bro? Because I feel yeah. there's a little tension in this room right now. You know what? Hey, there's a little yeah. tension in this Zoom Perfect. right now, bro. Is there something you, know you want to get off your is? chest? Greg Manfred. That's his name. Greg Manfred. This guy has been defending the Astros. Hate on me the because season. I've been calling it like it is, right? Everybody in baseball teeth, they got caught. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, overall though, what are your thoughts so far in I would say uh the baseball play over the last two 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 days? Do, are we are we enjoying it? Or is the baseball stale with this new format? What do we think of the play so far? Greg? I, I love it. I think with the opening game, you know, you're not gonna get the the casual fans in, as somebody likes to say, but uh, when you start to come <laughs> to the closeout game, you're going to start seeing people like, okay, this is really exciting because we all know baseball playoffs are actually very exciting because you never know what's actually going to happen. You're right. And I know, Greg, you've made that argument. You've said that uh, the baseball players are the most exciting of the ma- four major sports. I know some of the hitless other contributors will disagree with you on that, but you've been very admin in, in, in saying that uh, narrative. Absolutely, because like I just said, you never know. Like, could anybody have pictured the Nats winning the World Series in seven games last year? People picked them, but, you know, with the Yankees juggernaut, the Astros, the American League, it was a very, you know, tough sell. But the excitement in the in the, in October baseball is, is second to none. I'm sorry, minus the Super Bowl. NFL is king, we know that. I'm strictly talking about the NBA here. So it's a shot at the NBA. Go ahead, get it off your chest too. I guess what we're gonna call this right now. Get it off your chest, like how ninety, like uh, how one hundred five says it. Go the ahead. The MLB playoffs through and through are more exciting than the first three rounds of the NBA playoffs. Hold see- on, time out, time out. Wasn't there an argument about viewers? Who gets more viewers during the playoffs in the World Series? Listen, for those and it was, what happened? Listen, it listen. was the Yankees. Listen, listen, listen. It was listen. the world, not even the Yankees. Let's Yankees go back to that debate. Listen, 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 listen we it's should all, have been. Listen, and guess all, what? The viewers, the numbers did not lie. Let me do some context here. Let's talk about context. Don't make me put my professor hat on. The reason why Mike Miller, he was wrong for trying to believe that the NBA would Opening day would have more ratings than the World Series. Here's why. The World Series is on broadcast television. As much as you may not want to believe it, there's a lot of people who still don't have cable in their homes. So that's why the World Series, the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup, and the Super Bowl are on broadcast television. And the opening night was on cable. So therefore, we have subscription so the numbers are going clearly going to be higher when you have a platform that's free for people to watch as opposed to... I tried to tell your man that he didn't want to listen. No, he did it. That's on him. I, I wish I wish I would have spoke to him before he said I'm like, bro, you can't compare the two. It's two different forms of rating system. If you look at the rating scale, they rate they, they they rate them two different ways. So is this it's not gonna be on the I same know. scale. It's not gonna be on the same scale. Um, but again, uh, do we see it, Greg? You didn't give us your predictions. Any uh bold predictions for this first round that we're still seeing play uh, on right I had, now? I had Ballins over Cubs. And I had Astros over Twins, even though I think Astros over Twins is, is that uh, bold, honestly. All right. In the next yeah. round, I can raise over Yankees. All right. Hold on of one course. second. Um, I just got I just got a comment from Joel Rivera. Shout out to him. He said, I still don't think Manny is a true Yankee fan after that Mount Rushmore debacle. Uh, here we go. <laughs> wow. That's a typical well, – that's, that, tip- that's how you know that's a very obnoxious Yankee fan right there. And most people won't like that. Why? Because I said the truth. Is that a problem? 
Why Derek Jeter should be the greatest t- shortstop of all time? Oh yes, yeah, I'm like, but listen, the reason, listen, cut, cut last, the cred, Joel. Listen, cut last week, listen, last week. Oh my, are you done, man? You good? <laughs> you good, <laughs> you good, homie? Baseball, you good? baseball you good? season is playoff season. Eight <laughs> games today. I'm going crazy right now. My anxiety's uh, like, your anxiety's geez. high, right? Right, but talk about the EX though. Uh, c- coming out with a strong win yesterday. Oh, shout out to Brendan Falco for saying that uh, relief pitching is important, more important than starting pitching. Last I checked, Garrett Cole pitched a freaking gem yesterday. Beautiful. The bats were waking up. Giancarlo Stanton, shout out to you for hitting a useless home run when we were already up by ten runs. Very a very on, a very A Rod type of playoff home run. Exactly. Thank you, Declan. Thank you. I Finally, I agree with you on something. But anyways, <laughs> Falco, apologize to the starting pitchers ASAP because this Reds and Braves game that is still going on is in the bottom of the 13th inning right now, and there's two starting pitchers for both teams pitched a gem. I'd also yeah. apologize like, right now. Astros' strategy in the postseason is to not actually throw their pen, guys. They went with two stars yesterday, and they're doing it again today. Okay. Declan, what are your thoughts overall on on the play you've seen so far in the uh, first two days of the new format? It's been exciting so far. We've seen the Yankee team come out with the bats and uh, to Greg's dismay, I'm sure, uh, obliterate the Cleveland Indians. What? (laughs) This is such a false narrative. I don't hate the Yankee players. Didn't Shane Bieber win the um, Triple Crown and get destroyed? Wow, that's crazy. Shane looked like Justin last night. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys see coming out of this uh, 13 inning game uh, as the winner so far? Like, what was it going to come down to for this game? I picked, I picked the Reds a while ago. Well, right now, it's the bottom of the 13th. Runners on first and third with one out. Braves are, are, hit, are in danger right now to winning this game. You said the, Bra- the Braves are uh, up right now? It's, no, no. It's, 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 no, they got last lick. It's man on first and third with one out. Yeah, so here's another update too, as well. Uh, bottom of the second, bases loaded, uh, two outs with the Rays and the Blue Jays too. So I'm sure you guys are busy flipping channels back and forth among which game to watch and what game not to watch, right? Absolutely. I don't I'm, know why. I'm busy. I'm busy talking to you, Carl. <laughs> well, you know what? That's well. Here, here's the thing in terms of multi. I think this is the first time we're actually guys are watching games while analyzing them live on a, on a live. So it's a first for the hitters. The World Series. It's Mike Francesa stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The playoffs, the postseason. One thing I would like to say about the uh, the Reds Braves game is, I was talking to, I was in the chat talking to, uh, uh, I forgot who it was. Forgive me, it might have been Eric, um, and just talking about the lack of situational hitting in baseball. And this game could have ended a long time ago if guys actually, you know, placed the bunt down, got a run into scoring position, hit behind the runner, you know, did little things like that to move the runner along, and you have a runner on third with less than two outs a sack fly can win the game for you or put you up. We, we're seeing guys look for the long ball, ended up like 3-0. Uh, Acuna, Ronald Acuna hit a pop-up on 3-0 and swinging for the fences. You know, think small, you go big. All right, guys, final thoughts here as we wrap up for the baseball playoffs. Any other predictions? Anything else you guys like to say? Uh, World Series, I actually got the Yankees winning it all. You know, typical. But I actually see the Padres making it to the World Series. Okay. Deck, final thoughts here? I think uh, I'll say a couple things and I'll address Manny's point in a second. Um, in terms of, we saw the Yankees and Indians last night. 
going back to Marlins Cubs, I picked the Marlins yesterday. I was the only one out of the three to pick the Marlins, excuse me, Monday. Uh, and so far, I think they're up 5-1 last time I checked. Uh, and with the Padres World Series chances, I'm a little concerned because they already have their top two pitchers out uh, going into the series against the Cardinals. Denison Lamette's out, and Mike Clevenger is also out. So I think they're going to go with Chris Paddock game one. Uh, I think that could be a little shaky for them. The Cardinals have historically always been a scrappy team. I still got the Padres winning this one, but I think they're a year too early. But they can ball. All right, uh, Greg. By the way, the, the Braves won. One zip. Uh, Greg, what are your final thoughts here? Yeah, um, I'm really excited. I love this format. I kind of hope it's here to stay. Um, also, uh, to Declan's point about the Padres, I would love to see the Padres win. I just think the uh, St. Louis team is a little more seasoned kind of like the Astros twin series. Uh, and I'm calling the uh, Rays Yankees upset from now. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me here on the sports set list by the fans for the fans. Greg, I know you got a new segment that you're working on. You want to give the, the fans a little bit of a tease for it? Yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to be doing extra innings with hosted by Greg Polius, where we're going to take some of these conversations that we have on the live and go even more in depth for you guys who uh, are really into baseball and you baseball uh, fans that just love the game. And going to try to have some special guests on as well, um, you know, and discuss matters way more in depth than we get to do on the live. All right. Thank you for joining us, guys. Make sure you check us out tonight. We'll have a game one of the NBA finals. We'll have a, a, a post-game show of that. Go refs. Late night with I wore, the... <laughs> I, I wore my Kobe jersey. I wore my Kobe jersey second, for a reason. Declan, wrong guys, 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 real quick. Finals predictions. Refs, finals predictions. Who you got in how many games? Lakers in six. Well, Dak, I already know where you stand. How many games? I got refs four and a half. Unfortunately, up, I see the Lakers winning in five. <laughs> Dak, how many games? Eight and seven. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. You guys take care. We'll talk soon. Let me hey, bring in my football prediction. He did say heat and seven. He did. Is a Kobe jersey on? I know. I know. Let what? me bring in it's my uh, high school jersey. It's different. Let me bring in my uh, football contributors. I didn't want to say hi to the football guys. I'm you football guy to... by proxy. <laughs> you can say hi to the football guys. Hey, hey, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Yo, come, come, come join us every once in a while. Come talk Jets. <laughs> no, oh, man. There's nothing to talk about. That's why he's going to leave. He's going to leave right now. There's nothing right. to talk about. <laughs> Don't do that to me, Don't do that. No, I'm not. I listen, he, he gave the alley. Hey, I just right. dunked it. I'm after, sorry. After, after his emotional rampage just now, he can't do that. Well, I had to. You, yeah. I, I, I barely even said anything. Greg, I, I had to. Bring, I asked for bring five back minutes. The call in his, bring back the call in his feelings mean. Bring no, it back. Number one. No, number. listen, time out. We're not going to do this. Listen, I'm on my platform, and I needed five minutes to get something off my chest, and I can't. Come on, man. Yeah, let that man breathe, no, man. No, let that man no, breathe. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, bring it back. I needed five minutes to get something off my chest. I had every right. I could take another five minutes if I wanted to as well. I want to keep going. You want me to keep going? We're not saying you we're not saying you can't. We just said we, we think he was a little harsh. I think he was a little harsh. Seven years! Man. Seven years! Come on, man. Seven years, Danny Andrew's been building this team. I don't want to hear it. But this, no, this I don't want to hear it. This is the first, in my opinion, I don't this is the first hear. time Brown and Tatum actually it was their team. This is no, my, game seven. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that because game seven, they were a quarter away from making the finals in 18. Don't do that. But, but it wasn't their team. It wasn't their team. It's okay, bro. It's okay, Carl. No, it's not okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's clearly no, not no, okay. No, no, it's not okay because he's sitting here trying to tell me about my team. We were one quarter away, one play away from making it to the finals. Oh, 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 come on, man. Oh, the Knicks have made the, the playoffs one time since 98-99, and you here complaining about seven years. Come of on. Course, of course. 
course I am. I have every right. I'm a fan. I have every right. To First world problems, yo. All right, let's move on. All right, fellas, enjoy the show. All right, let's yeah. All right, so I was able to break down the numbers from the predictions. I'm sorry about that for going on the basketball rant again, but Travis set me up for that. Um, the predictions awards here. We have uh, a Travis against Walmack. Travis, you came in. You you won week three. Uh, you won with 11 wins, and Walmack had nine. So first of all, shout out to Walmack though. He picked my Panthers, even though I yeah. didn't. Shout up, shout out to him. Yeah. So he had a tra- Travis. Travis had 11 wins. Um, Rick had nine and Paul and Ray had eight. So that was the standings for week three. And let me do a screen share to tell you what that total comes up. Oh, I mean, we tied. Yeah, someone's tied over here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. I can't get it to go. I can't share the screen, but pretty much, uh, something's acting up with my screen share, but pretty much it's tied right now. We have a 20, we have a two way tie for first place. Travis and Rick are tied at 20 points. And then Ray and Paul are tied in second place at 16 points after two weeks of predictions. So what are oh, our God, thoughts we here? here we, we out here looking like the Eagles and the Bengals, Rick. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> wait, wait. Mr. MVP, that. MVP, MVP, you picked the Giants to win that game, man. I don't know, homie. I don't know. You had them coming out. Of, a lot of people had them winning that game, and they didn't. Let me tell you something. First of all, my name is the God of all sports. From here on out, <laughs> I know we had a little we had a little battle. This guy wanted to get on the NBA segment earlier today, and I'm getting like everyone's upset that they wanted Paul on the first segment. I'm like, bro, there's only so much I can do. In the NBA finals, you want your best players on the court. The same here, all right. I don't want to see Mikey bad takes in the words of my man Ray Jarvis giving us baloney. Coach Mack is a legend, and you know what I stand on my brother Ant. Uh, we are aligned right now for Lakers winning it all. So that, that's just that's just gonna throw that out there. Second of all, the same guy who picked the Giants in an upset, you got in order to catch these guys, you gotta have some gamblers. But I'm saying guy who picked the Jags to lose when everybody picked them to win, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. All right. Okay. It's only week three. I Appreciate got Appreciate that. Okay. He, okay. The, he wasn't the only one that picked the Giants though. No, he wasn't. Like, the exactly. Only one. I picked, yeah, I picked the Giants yeah, too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, he wasn't the only one. But guys, let's look at some of the teams that are still undefeated that are three and zero. We have the Seahawks, we have the Bills, the Titans, <laughs> the Bears, the Chiefs, um, the Packers, and the Steelers. Who loses first here in Week Four, going into Week Four so far? What do you think? Oh, I know who's gonna lose Week Four. Well, the Steelers mm-hmm. already lost because they ass ain't playing. COVID knocked the Steelers out of out of conference. <laughs> right. Come on. Can can we can we delay the Jets and the, the Broncos game? Why I we gotta delay it? I take that. <laughs> on the on the behalf of New York sports, there's reports out there that says a Jets loss could be the end of the Adam Gates era. Therefore, I wish that game was right now at 6 30 p.m. Wednesday, but we gotta wait till Sunday for that. But I don't believe it, but we'll get into that when we talk Jet when we talk Thursday night football. I don't believe that. But that's what they're saying. But to answer Carl's question, um, I could actually see Nick Foles and the three and no Bears being the first team that loses. Uh, they host Indy. Indy uh, defensively has looked really, really good. Offensively, they've been a roller coaster. But I think now they have a week to kind of prepare for what they've seen from Nicky Foles. I could see the Bears losing that game and being the first undefeated team to go down. All right, guys. Any thoughts on who goes? Um... Who loses out of the, the, the teams that I named, Rick? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think Chicago should be 3-0 to begin with. So um, it's it's a weird situation over there. I get it. You know, you start out 
2-0 and Trubisky doesn't look that great, but hey, you're 2-0. To make the switch at that time tells me you didn't want to go with this kid to begin with. If that's the case, you should have just went with Foles to begin with. So, because now you say that's your guy going forward. So what happens if Foles goes out and looks terrible this weekend and they get blown out? Then what? You know, the other guy was 2-0. So it's just weird over there. I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but and, and I don't have Chris, any faith to touch in that, that, keeping it Nick, going. The only thing I want to add to that, Nick, uh, Mitch, Maserati Mitch, which he was Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi uh, Mitch the other day, he might be the first quarterback in NFL history to be the quarterback of a 2-0 football team in the second half to get benched. I've never seen that before yeah. in the sport without injury involved. So. That just gives you an idea of where Charles, you know, Matt Nagy has been in his disdain for, uh, for, for my man out there. And, and it's unfortunate, but hey, I mean, he'll end up in a good situation. He'll be all right. Yeah. Travis, what are your thoughts on what, what team will finally lose next week? Um, I'm thinking the Bills might have a shot here taking an L. I mean, coming off that big win against the Rams, you know, it was an up-and-down game. Now you got to go to the Raiders, who just took a butt-whooping by the Patriots. Uh, I might put them on upset alert. Tune in to Sunday to find out. Okay. I All like right. that. All hey, right. any, it's 100 any, degrees in Vegas, baby. That right. <laughs> um, Any overall thoughts to, to, to wrap up week three? What were our thoughts with the gameplay? Um, any overall thoughts here? Rick, uh, okay. um, I like, I mean, again, I, I, I continue to love what I'm seeing from the Seahawks. That team looks like a well-oiled machine. Um, they they roll into Miami this weekend. So, uh, you know, that should be fun. <clears throat> uh, you, you can hear the fear in my voice. You see that? <laughs> Anyways, um, I love what I see from the Seahawks. They were one of the teams that I've been eyeing from jump, kind of like from the beginning of the season, thinking that they were going to have a special year if they let Russ cook. They are letting Russ cook. And he out there whipping up filet mignon and and lobster tails. Um, we we started talking about uh, Russ like crazy the past couple of weeks. Uh, Mahomes in the cut was like, hold on, <laughs> you know, I'm still here. So he showed us what it was on Monday night. He looked absolutely amazing. I mean, everybody literally caught a touchdown all the way down to the offensive lineman and the fullback. Like, I mean, the kid was on fire. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers still out here telling folks he ain't going nowhere and and ain't nobody here to take his job. So I think those three teams continue to really stand out. And I like by hook and by crook, man. I like seeing the Titans keep on getting those victories, man. I'm a, I'm a Ryan Tannehill guy. So um, I like seeing him do good. I, I like seeing the Titans continue to keep it up. All right, Rick, any uh, any quarterback cooking up a brisket like you were? <laughs> oh, man. Woo, man. Listen, I smell like smoke right now. Look, back and forth before. You see, I logged on early because I was like, I got to make sure I get it right. <laughs> this guy, Rick, always cooking something up. Travis, your thoughts to wrap, to, to wrap up week three. What do you think here? Oh, uh, man. Eagles are trash. To tie that game is completely unacceptable. Oh, man. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. That irritated the hell out of me. Uh, and it actually heard our and it actually hurt our standings too because no one actually <laughs> predicted it right. So right, like who predicted like, Ty out here? Yeah, no one would have predicted <laughs> that. And, and, and the play, the play call, the play calling by um, yeah. by by Doug Peterson right there. You could just tell he's he's. I'm not gonna say he's lost faith in him, but he's losing faith in him. So he yeah. needs to. Uh, but uh, Bengals. 
Trav, is the seat hotter for Doug Peterson? No, you know, you got a Super Bowl, you got a Super Bowl ring and made the playoffs every no, Listen, not yet. Nah. Stay with me. Doc Rivers had a ring. He's no longer. Listen, Doc, no, Doc, no, it's, Doug it's warming up. Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson has a ring this decade. Could I just yeah, you know. listen? Nah, the, the seat is on. I, I think it's on preheat. Rick, nah, <laughs> I'm not there. The yet. chef will know. The chef will know how many degrees. It's, it's on preheat. It's on preheat. <laughs> yeah, no, we we probably like 150, 175 right now. It's like we, right now, oven on. We just turned the oven on. Listen, oh, to let, let, let me finish listen, up here, wait, man. Wait, I, just want, I want to answer you. Listen to me. Go ahead. They travel to to Levi Stadium. If Doug Peterson goes 0-3-1 losing to Nick Mullins, or worse, the return to Jimmy G, I promise you, you will be singing a different tune next Monday. Listen, 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 listen. I, 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 listen, still, don't uh, think, I still don't think I listen, will Listen, God of all sports, this is the third or fourth <laughs> week you've said this. And we're, right. every week we come back and say the same thing, brother. <laughs> we do have the tape. All right, so, so every week we talk about Doug Peterson, even whether it's on the Sunday show, whether it's on this show, Every week is something about Doug. Hey, you, hey, Carl, you're a college professor. So right. at one point, you in literature, you you had to understand and study what foreshadowing meant. <laughs> given prior to the thing actually taking place. I mean, I you said literature, you said foreshadowing. He's bound to be right, yo. He's bound to be right. Let me finish up here, Carl. Go ahead, Trav. Trav, go ahead, man. Go ahead, uh, Trav. Bengals, man. Please do not ruin Joey B, man. 14 sacks. He's leading the league and getting sacked. Yeah. He's getting pounded. Please do not ruin this kid, man. You got the hometown kid. Y'all got to block for that, man. Do something. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think it's time for him to start looking for real estate in New York and New Jersey, because this is getting ugly out here with the both New York teams. So Trevor Lawrence, you might want to start getting a real estate agent in New York and New Jersey. Uh, I gave coaches shout outs, you know, for picking my Panthers. Shout out to the Bills. Uh, I like that win right there. I mean, they get, they were, had an early lead up 28 to three, let the Rams come back, but they ended up finishing that game, man. So shout out to them. And that's about it. I guess whenever y'all ready to go, move on the game, boss. All right. Um, God of all sports, is there anything you want to add about week three? I mean, you pretty much touched upon a little bit of everything. Anything that you, you wanted to talk about week three to, to wrap up week two as we move you know, on to honestly, the next Honestly, I think what week three did is exactly what we normally see for the NFL, which is why it's still the best product on national television. Talk about it. Debatable. Mm-hmm. Debatable because everyone's tuning in tonight. Talk about it. Nah. Everyone's going to be watching tonight. It's but okay. close. Because the NFL game ain't on. Right. Week, <laughs> right. Exactly. After week two, you now have 96 minutes of game tape on both sides of the football in addition to special teams. So what did we see in week three? We seen a chief team go out there and completely dominate a Ravens offense that's supposed to be high powered. And on the flip side, shred them to pieces. This is supposed to be the Super Bowl bound Ravens, right? We've seen the Detroit Lions, who still, Matt Patricia is that head coach, he is defensive-minded, make Kyler Murray look like he did his rookie year, right? He went from being in the MVP early race with Russ and Allen to a marginal three-interception game in a, lose, in a loss at home. The NFL always delivers the best product. Doesn't matter who's out there, and that's why I appreciate the sport. 
Well, and leading. Well, hold, hold on, before before we move on to game ball, can can we have the the Lamar Jackson conversation? Can well, I get hours? Well, can, I, well, according to your outline, okay. sir, uh, Mr. Producer. Okay, I, I'm sir, sorry. He, <laughs> according to your outline, that wasn't on your outline. Yeah, no. He go I just wanted to see if we could have that conversation because you know I took a lot of slack for my for my comments two weeks ago. So I just want to know: Can we have the conversation? Right, but now, we according to, to your no, according to your game notes or show notes, I would like to say you wanted to talk about the COVID and how a team got shut oh, down. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Now, okay, right, right, I mean, sorry, if sorry, we're sorry, talking sorry. about teams, no NBA team got shut down in the bubble, but an NFL team who put the best product on the, on the table got shut down. Travis, talk about it. What's going on there? There's no bubble. Come on, man. There's no <laughs> bubble. Right, we're not, we're but not but in you got a gotta... bubble, man. We, but we but yeah. we all knew that we all knew this was gonna come. We we there was no. I mean, who really sat here and thought that the NFL was going to go all the way to February and not have a COVID case affect the team? We all exactly. know what's going to happen. It's about how you – what I, I get. got to give the NFL some form of credit because they're usually a reactionary organization, but they had some procedures in place, so they had the steps in place. So now they're taking the, the precautions. Um, I, did we get a definitive answer on when they postponing that game until – like I've heard, maybe Tuesday, maybe Monday, but I don't think I've heard what the definitive answer. I haven't seen anything. Have you guys heard anything yet? No, probably, no, I haven't. So it will probably be Tuesday, which is why I'm not sure that we need to discuss it until maybe Sunday when we'll have right. definitive answers. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, one one thing I will say, one thing I I will say to add on to that, you know, since Carl tried to take a shot, I mean. If you put, if you build in a bubble situation, the whole point is to make sure it never happens. So props to the NBA for getting it right. Even props to the MLS for doing it before the NBA. Hmm. Um, but if you don't have a bubble, don't have a bubble. Exactly. If you don't have a bubble, the key is to making sure you jump on it immediately. You contain it and you figure out how far it may have spread, and you do your very best to control it and stop it from getting worse. So as long as they're able to do that, we'll be fine. All right. Uh, God of all sports, game balls for offense, defense for week three. Who you got? Uh, so offensively, I'm going to go with Nick Foles, right? Um, we've always crowned him the ride off the bench six man. He's the Lou Will of the NFL with a Super Bowl ring. But, you know, to come out there, go 16 to 29, 188, three scores. Uh, I think at one point it completed 11 straight passes. Uh, come back from 20 points unanswered in the fourth quarter. I mean, how could you not go with Nick Foles? And that has earned him a starting job. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go with the rookie down in Detroit, the number three draft pick, Jeff Okuda. Got torched early in the first half with pro- arguably the toughest assignment you could have in the NFL, which is DeAndre Hopkins, right, with Kyla Murray we, in your first NFL action. But boy, did he recover, right? Nuke was shut down in the fourth quarter. I think he had one catch on five attempts. Uh, he also had an interception. And he had two pass deflections all in the fourth quarter to sustain that uh, that comeback. So I'm going with the rookie in Detroit. Right. And you know what's crazy? As you say that, I look at uh, last week's uh, predictions. No one had the Lions winning that game. Everyone thought it was a sheer watch for the Cardinals. Yeah. So that's a big win for them. Why, why, would, yeah, we, that was... why, would, we think, why would we think the Lions would show up and win a game? <laughs> but they did. No, no. That, that, was, that was great defensive game plan, game planning and execution, man. Awesome defensive right. job by the line. Uh, Rick, so who are you giving the, your game balls to for offense and defense for week three? Um, just so I'm not redundant, man, I can't give it to, to, to Russ every week. So <laughs> I got to go with Kamara, man. Like, um, 
the 58 rushing yards is one thing, but to come out there and step up in the place of, you know, not having Michael Thomas out there. And we saw how much Drew really needed somebody last week. Um, so to be able to see Kamara go out there and just eat up these receptions, 13 receptions, 139 yards, you know, like Kamara was out there all over the field. Like he, he, he looked worth every single dollar that they gave him. Um, on the defensive side, I'm going to go with Shaq Thompson, man. Um, all over the field so far this season, uh, this season in all three games, he's been really active on the defensive end. Um, 13 tackles, um, a, a few assists on the back end, too. He had a, a fumble force and recovery, def, uh, defended two passes. Like, he's looking really, really good in that defense for Carolina. So those are my guys. All right. Box office, who are your guys for offense and defense? Uh, um, oh, by the way, before you start, uh, Anthony said you should give your offensive ball to Cam Newton. Not this one. <laughs> before, before we start, I got a little bit of issue with Rick right there, man. How we giving game balls to losers? How we giving game ball right? Game balls to losers right there, Paul. Yo, you right. Listen, you. hold on, Paul. When you play, did they give out Never. game balls to losers? Nah, look. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. And generally, get in around here. <laughs> You're right. Generally, I wouldn't. But I mean, Kamara's a guy who held out and there was a lot of talk about, you know, him crying for money and this and that. And I do think we're not giving that dude enough credit. The running back um, position in the NFL continues to kind of dwindle. And there's those handful of guys that kind of rise to the top. And all we seem to always hear about is Elliott, um, uh, C-Mac, and Saquon, that's all we ever hear about. And people seem to never really talk about Kamar. That dude is a beast, man, on both both aspects of the offense. And he got to get his respect. So he gets my grade. Right, right. really I'm going to give mine the obvious answers, man, for the offense. Patty Mahomes, man. He went out there 31 for 42, 73% completion, man, 385 yards, four TDs, and made it look easy. Like, he went up there against the best defense in the league and torched them, man. And then he out there. They, they were ranked. They were ranked. They were ranked top. I'm sorry, one of the best defensive ranked in the league. He couldn't even finish. Them. He gave up. <laughs> he gave. Shout out, you know, shout, out, shout out! Shout out! to my favorite list, top 100, because you know he went out there and gave them a jab for not putting them at number one. And then uh, defensively. I'm going to give it to Shaq Barrett down in Tampa Bay, man. Six tackles, two sacks, and three tackles for loss, and a great win out there, man. That defense in Tampa Bay is looking win. strong. <laughs> All right, so as we – Great defensive effort, excuse me. We're already into week four, so let's start with our predictions. We have the Broncos versus the Jets. <laughs> matchup. Someone's going to become victorious here. Someone's going to actually – Are we sure about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That ain't even guaranteed no more. We, 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 we can't even guarantee that. that, right? We don't so, know that. So, God of all sports, what's your prediction for this Thursday night matchup heading into week four? <laughs> you can't <laughs> – Ah, is your mic on? Can, can you hear me? Or can no, you know, nobody want to play this game? I, 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 almost, I almost wish that I lost connection. Right? Can you hear me? Do I need to repeat my question? I'm going nobody wants to pick this game. I'm going with... I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Only because I think it is time for a new era. So if these reports are true, the Jets do deserve better. They deserve a better leader. So I'm going with the Broncos. All right, Rick. 
So here's the thing. Here's my thing with this game, man. So the the whoever let this story out from within the Jets organization should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. This is absolutely disgusting because this is putting the onus on the players to do the organization's dirty work. Adam Gates should have been fired from the Jets. Adam Gates should have never probably been hired by the Jets. And he's been trash ever since he's got there. He's been trash since this season started. He's looked worse and worse each week. And instead of the organization manning up and saying, this guy's got to go, they're pretty much putting it on the players because you say, okay, well, if he loses this game, then he's going to get fired. So players obviously want to go out and win. Playing against Denver, which, you know, isn't world beaters. This is a winnable game for even a terrible New York Jets team. Um, but if you're a player and you know you don't like coach and you want coach up out of there and you're hearing that the organization is going to fire him if you lose. So now as a player, you got to sit there and say, hey, let's go out and lose this game just so we can get this dude out of here. What happens if he wins? If he wins, is it next week? If he loses, then he's out of here. Like the Jets organization, like legit, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. That's absolutely disgusting. You shouldn't what they're coach doing it tomorrow. For real. He, if that's the case, if that's really what it is, you should have fired him. Don't put it on your locker room to uh to go ahead and do your dirty work. With that said, I absolutely believe that team gonna go out there and lay down and get this man up out of here. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and go with Denver, man. Jay, Jay, sign it in, man. Travis, Travis, are you gonna make this a clean sweep? Listen, hold on. Before, let me add on to this because I agree that Adam Gates is an absolutely terrible coach. But let me tell y'all why, win or loss, his key card will work Monday morning. Let me tell y'all why. Because he has the backing of Peyton Manning. Okay. Ugh. Peyton, Peyton, y'all don't understand how far the word of a Manning goes in this league. There's a reason why they are the first family of football. Peyton Manning is the only person that vouches for this man. He's the reason why he got the job in Miami. He's the reason yep. he got the job in the Jets. I'm telling you. So Peyton he will Manning be the guy right. they want to replace this man. So therefore, that will, I'm telling you, he is walking through that door, win or loss tomorrow. But in terms of the game, I'm gonna pick the Jets. Oh, I mean, wow. it's too bad. It's two bad team. It's two bad teams. But yeah. one is on a two bad coaches. But one is on a third quarterback. I, I can't pick that on the road on a short week. I just can't pick that. I can't. All right. Um. And God of all sports, I owed you one for the NBA debacle. And you wanted the floor to say something important, and you wouldn't want to tell us. So the floor is yours. Go I just, I think, for the fear, for the interest of, of activity, it was best that I didn't share what this topic was going to be. But here we are. Today is September 30th, 2020, and I just want to be very, very clear and transparent, my brothers here, um, on this network, and all the fans worldwide. Protest like many things that are happening in our country just seem to vanish, right? So whether it was George Floyd, the Ahmaud Arbery situation, even Breonna Taylor, and any other fallen folks out there, when you think about the impact that has happened on protests, 
it's been very similar to, you know, a casual fitness or diet journey for someone who hasn't been fully committed, right? And why do I say this? So on June 5th, the NFL apologized to players in a statement for not listening to players years ago. June 16th, Roger Goodell specifically on a podcast with, a, with an actual current player apologized to Colin Kaepernick indirectly, because of course he didn't pick up the phone and call him, um, and says he'd welcome the idea from coming back to the league. So what does that tell me? Tells me that whatever severance agreement or separation agreement or NDA he signed did not restrict him from playing football. However, they always said in the NFL that winning mattered, right? So we just talked about the Denver Broncos. So how does a team go out there and doesn't pick up the phone for Colin Kaepernick? We watched the Denver Broncos lose their starting quarterback who will be lost for at least six weeks, minimum, maybe longer, with a joint injury. We didn't see them go out there and put a backup in who probably also, in Jeff Driscoll, does not belong in the National Football League. But somehow there is a guy named Brett Reapian who is going to start on primetime television for Thursday Night Football. So I ask you guys this, right? Knowing what you know about the legend of this sport, is a game about winning or is it about controlling a narrative and continuing to blackball the individual that was once named Colin Kaepernick? John Elway, legendary football player, very marginal in my opinion, but he is a Hall of Famer, right? Perennial loser, but he did win two champs at the end of his career. Has been an avid Donald Trump supporter. You may recall back in 2016 how much energy, time, and effort he put on the big screen supporting Donald Trump in Republican Nation. Do you think that protecting that integrity of Donald Trump and the power of that individual is why Colin Kaepernick wouldn't even be thought of for Denver? Because only God could tell you it would be a perfect situation for a guy of that talent structure, that magnitude, and given what we just seen at his last NFL workout, which I will add that only the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Redskins, the Jets, the Titans, the Niners, and the Lions showed up to in that park when he filmed that live. This isn't about winning. This is about controlling your own narratives and your own agenda. And it's unfortunate that someone as powerful as John Elway who handed the ball off to an African-American in Terrell Davis, who handed, who threw the passes to an African-American in Shannon Sharp, who threw deep balls to Rod Smith, who was protected by two guards that were African-Americans, has seemingly just jumped on board with the black ball and continued such a poor narrative. Most of you, like me, have never heard of Brett Repia. Now, I'm a huge college guy, so I know where you play college football. But can you sit here and honestly say that you feel confident as a Bronco fan, if you are, so Andrew, if you're out there, that Brett Repian should be the guy this early in the season? How do you turn your back on all of the preseason work and everything this early in the year instead of giving someone that we know is proven? I will throw out a few statistics. Pre-Cabinet pre-San Francisco overhaul was 25 and 14. Seven game winning drives, seven comebacks, four and two in the playoffs for the Super Bowl uh, appearance and should have won that game. Michael Crabtree didn't come up. 
That is who is not given an opportunity. So we can sit here and pretend that the NFL cares by putting some hel- names on the back of a helmet, that we get some commercial ads about, you know, Black Lives Matter, John Madden. We can, we can do all these different songs, loops, and dances. But the reality is, like we've seen in the presidential debate last night, and I promise not to make this political, it is never going to change. And that is unfortunate. Oh, I don't, I think that wraps the show. If anyone wants to add anything, I think that was well said. Uh, excellent, excellent words by Paul. <laughs> Guys, anyone, any, any, yeah. any thoughts to that? Or are we, is that, do we leave him off when leaving the sunset? No, Drop that's it, man. Drop the mic, yeah. Drop the mic. That's it, Paul. I do have a separate one thing to say. Before we the one thing I'll say, but before you go, I will say, I don't know if uh, that put Paul again in the running for another back-to-back MVP. Got <laughs> <laughs> to throw that out there, homie. I got to uh, throw that hey, out there. Late campaign push. Yes, late, late push. We got, three more, we, we got a couple more months till we do our voting in December, brother. Okay. I had to throw it out there. I was excellent. You know well what done. my mind has been in regards to a back-to-back. I don't think they should exist in a platform of such. Uh, but from from respect to respect, peer to peer, Ray Jarvis is, has run away with that by miles, man. It ain't even close, in my opinion. Trav, you want to add to what Paul said? No, I didn't want to add. I just had a separate topic real fast, yo. Shout out to my granny today. 80th birthday. All right. Props, we, yo. Hey. we just got her. We just got her tablet set up, FaceTime. So therefore, hope we get her tuned in on Sunday. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What's, her What's out? Granny's favorite team? What's Granny's favorite team? She a Cowboys fan. She the only one I respect, oh, man. man. Hey, but look, but look, but look. That means that means she done seen them win. She'll keep it real with you. She'll be like, they are terrible. I can't stand them, yeah. Cowboys. She will keep it real, but she ride or die with them. I give her that. Hey. Like, listen, God bless the granny, man. Eighty is a blessing. We love the grandmothers. The grandmothers are hearts to everything. Family. That's everything. what's up. So God bless to your grandmother, man. AD is a beautiful age, and keep pushing, man. Keep 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 that pushing, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me here on the sports hit list by the fans of other fans. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't we don't pick on the Lakers game. What's up? Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I know how Travis feels about talking about the NBA, but since you mentioned it, we could transition to the NBA to the trophy. Okay, go ahead. Well, I know where Rick stands. Rick's probably gonna say uh, Lakers in two. I know he's going to say something like that, but tra- uh, nah, I ain't going to say nothing crazy like that. <laughs> Travis, who you got in this series, though? Who you got in this match? Man, I'm here. I, this is one where I'm here for the narrative and the drama. I want I want Pat Riley to go out there and get his revenge, but I got to go Lakers in five, man. What kind of revenge is that? I, 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 I said I want him to. I want him to. I want him to. Lakers in five I, is like a Lakers sweep. God of all sports. God, God of all sports. You got the Lakers in the sweep? No, nah, I'm not going to say sweet. Here's what I will say. The Lakers will win this series. And I will tell you this, which is what I would have said at the 4 o'clock hour. Had I got <laughs> That's a shot at me. That's a shot at me. <laughs> I know. He's not going to let it go. He's not. I know he's not. Better late than never. This will be the most passionate and the most... I would probably say committed LeBron James in an NBA finals you have ever seen. And I'm not referring to him offensively or defensively. I'm talking about complete 360 value, right? From the leadership perspective, 
the stopping the bleeding because we know that the Heat are going to have their runs. And the difference between the, ma- the maturation process of LeBron James, in my opinion, he's not going out there to score 40 points. I heard Matt talking about him wanting to win finals MVP. I honestly, truly feel LeBron James is smart. He's one of the smartest basketball players. He's not the smartest of all time. He is smart enough to know that they do not win if Anthony Davis does not perform at an extremely high level. They win when Anthony Davis is the best player on the basketball court. And he will make sure he does every single thing possible for AD to be that guy. And he will count on, like he always has in the clutch, the guys like Green and everybody else to make them wide open shots. They're going to be wide open against, against these guys. Wide open. So for that reason, I'm going Lakers. And I say to get them out of there in five games. Gentlemen, sweep. Rick, the, the resident Laker fan. <laughs> the, 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 the New York native Florida resident, but Laker fan, Rick. Yeah. Hey, look, man. Like that. I have Yo. to. I'm calling the facts. Those are the facts. He's from New York. He lives in Florida, and he's a Laker fan. So listen, hey, look. I live in PA, and I'm a Panthers fan. So what? Don't know where you live, Travis. <laughs> so listen, in an effort, in, in an effort to make sure that folks don't uh pick up this narrative, call trying to drop like I'm some kind of front runner. Um, <laughs> yes, I am a New York native, growing up in New York. I became a Dolphin fan. I just loved everything about Marino and the Dolphins at an early age when I started watching football. Same thing with basketball. So in basketball, I actually became an Orlando fan just as they became um, an expansion franchise and whatnot and was a huge Shaq fan, Shaq and Penny, of course. I became a Laker fan by following Shaq to the Lakers because even at a young age, I understood that Orlando was absolutely ridiculous for making sure that man did not stay in town. And I followed Shaq to L.A., been a Laker fan ever since. Kobe came along. He took over Shaq. I've stuck with L.A. That's how that happened. So, you know, don't let Carl try to make y'all think I'm some kind of bandwagon jumper or nothing, you know. But um, I had um, to do as, it. Far as, the, <laughs> as far as the series go, man, look, I'm a humble fan. I don't pick. I don't, I don't bet on my teams. I don't pick when it comes to my teams. I just watch it unfold and hope that I see purple and gold confetti. So. That's it. So you really not gonna make a prediction? You got you keep doing nah. like, nah, he, he, he went to the whole saloon. He didn't make a prediction. Nah, that that's 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 just to let y'all know, man. I I, I don't do it, man. It, it's it's tough enough picking uh picking the Dolphins games every week. You know what I mean? Listen, I, I have to go day, in and and at have. The end of the day, I just, don't like y'all. I, I don't want to see it. I, I hope you'll be all right. You'll be nah, all right. I want to see it. Don't worry. Um, I'll see some This one I, I I can't I can't make a prediction because I hate the Lakers <laughs> or the fashion. And Miami oh, just eliminated me out the playoffs. But Carl, the storyline when the Lakers do win in five, do you have any idea the quality of a story that you're going to have the entire NBA offseason when they can then start running around saying how, well, LeBron was one in three different places? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. And they tied the Celtics for championship mm-hmm. in 17. I could hear mm-hmm. it. You know, but, and, 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 and then you're going to have the, the detractors like, uh, I'm not going to mention any names who say that the whole thing was rigged and that the Clippers point shaved for the for the. Oh, uh, here we go. Bubble. Here we go. All these different oh, stories. Here we go. Who said that? Just wave a flag. It's a flag that's blue and white. We can. We ain't even tip off yet. We ain't even tip off yet, and they got the conspiracy theories, man. Come they, they, on, they had them. They had them. Israel said it on the hit list as soon as the Lakers won last week, and it was been going on nonstop about 
uh, this is what they wanted since Kobe passed away yeah. and, and Silver. Yeah. Had to in 2020, the year, the year of the Lord and Savior, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, not, it. I'm, I'm not saying that. Again, as I said, it's a tough one because the Miami just defeated my team. I can't root for them. I hate the Lakers with a passion. So I'm just, I just want to watch good basketball. No, Carl, Listen. no, we're not letting you get on that easy. Make a pick, sir. I'm not making Come a on pick. Now. I'm not making Make a, a pick. pick. Yo, listen, one thing, one thing I will say, though. F the Flakers. I don't care. F the Flakers. Oh, you a hater, bro. I am a listen, hater. Oh, so I don't care about so them. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't care about them. You go on Miami? So listen, listen. Here's one thing I will say. One one way or the other, the one thing I don't want to hear, because this is perfectly set up so that one way or the other, we can have that asterisk talk. I don't want to hear none of, nothing about this No, I will talk. say that, though. Objective no matter who wins, because they could have the... They could have the argument for either side. If it's the Lakers, you know they're gonna line up to say it's only because of the bubble. If it's the if it's the Heat, same thing. They would have never made it there in a regular no, format. I will say this though, objectively speaking, I don't want that asterisk talk. No, no, for real though. For with every sport before they started, we said this as a hitless congregation, and I'm testing. We said no asterisk, whether it's on the NFL yeah. because there are no fans, whether it's baseball yeah. World Series, no fans, whether it's NBA, no fans, there's no asterisk. The winner is the winner. We said the same thing for the Stanley Cup. I don't want to hear that. It's not true. Because you know what? And here's the and here's the even better part. And I'm and I hope we could leave the show on this nugget right here. Here's the better part. When it comes down to it, what is the biggest game of the year every single year? It's the Super Bowl. Is that ever played at a home field advantage? Absolutely not. Neutral site is when you truly see who is the better team. Shout out to the NFL. Oh, you had to get into right, NFL. I'm, in this I'm, team. I'm here. I'm and here shout out to you for keeping the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> even even on the day the finals listen, begin, you say listen, the best listen. for last. According to Travis, he said the JV teams. He said he, he said the JV teams go first, right? And then you got the, the varsity to go on after. JV JV never that changes week to week. <laughs> it changes Boston, week to week because Boston, next Boston week he never goes before the JV. Listen, but but listen, but next week you guys could be on. It all depends on what's trending, what goes first. You guys hey. could be on first next week. It all depends what goes on. We don't know. Nah, it's all good. It's okay. all good. It's all good. JV season gonna be over. That's why. What's JV season over? Time for varsity to keep playing. Oh man, gentlemen, thank you guys for watching the sports hit list by the fans uh, for the fans. Special shout out to Joel Rivera. He's always been a big supporter of the sports hit list. Uh, tonight we will go live following game one. I know it will be a late time on the East East Coast, maybe a midnight. But for people out on the West Coast, it's Pacific time. It'll be nine o'clock. So please stay tuned if you guys want to join us to just chat up about uh, game one and see how the first game plays out. Sundays, we'll be back again for a kickoff, NFL kickoff at 1230. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Gentlemen, I look forward to your picks. We have a tie right now between Travis and Rick. Uh, Paul, I hope you bring your game, man. I, I hope you have a slow start and we'll see you coming up. And I know Ray will be ready to make his picks as well. I thank you guys for all your support and continue your contributions to the hit list. I love you guys. Happy birthday, Grandma. Make sure you celebrate. Yeah. Make sure you have one for us. And I'll talk to you guys Word. soon. Happy birthday, Grandma. All right, guys. Enjoy appreciate the game. Appreciate it. Take care. Later. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.